Hello and welcome to episode 205 of Nerd's Eye View. For the first week of November, I have with me the wonderful Ty. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Living dreams, man. Living the you? dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we strive for, you know. Yeah. I'm into it. Good. Good. Andrew. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. I'd like to be very direct with you. That we are doing a podcast here. This podcast oh, I know is you're doing. very important. I can't it. even keep it up. I can't, I can't keep it up. No, man, he was fucking intense that whole was, movie. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, I gotta, I Uh-oh. gotta put the explicit tag immediately on the show. But holy crap, that man! Like you immediately, like he did something with his eyes. Like I've never yeah. seen him do his eyes like that before. Yeah. But he was intense the whole time. We're gonna get to that. Okay, <laughs> sorry, that was foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a normal show tonight. We've got our box office top 10. We've got our new releases on Blu ray, DVD, and TVD. We have a review of Nightcrawler. Hopefully, you guys saw that. Uh, according to the box office top 10, not as much as you saw Ouija for some reason. And then we have our guest the ending with a bunch of big movies. But let's get into it with the top 10. Count me down. He did it. Uh,. Don't tell me, number 10. (laughs) Dracula Untold. Uh, Who had to stand before number 9? The judge? Uh, Who who had to babysit number 8? Oh, Jesus. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. That's a terrible title. Get close to your mic. Um, And he, because he visited number 7. St. Vincent. Who was working for number six? John Wick. Which uh, you would, if you were interacting with John Wick, you would not have number five. Tib Book of Life. Uh, and you know, I, I read a good review of that from number four. Gone Girl. Who uh, had a whole lot of number three. Fury? Uh, only because she had to fight number two. Nightcrawler. Who. Uh, was trying to contact his long lost relatives with number one. Guiji. Guiji. Guija. So is it, is it just me or did I th- I forgot Fury existed. So when it popped up here I went, Oh Yeah. No. That's the that. that's the Brad Pitt effect. Yeah. That <laughs> that's, is Aww. that's Aww. The, something. No, that's the Bradley Pitts. Bra- <laughs> um he's you know he's got that face. You know? He's got something. I actually yeah. wanted to see I didn't see it. I didn't see it either, but I've heard not bad things. Yeah, I opted to see John Wick twice and the judge once. Nice. Well, uh, I uh, you unfortunately that second one. Yeah, yeah I unfortunately no, saw the it. judge. Um, <laughs> I thought it was good, but in retrospect, I guess it wasn't. Since it wasn't. Everyone, everyone tells me it wasn't. But I en- <laughs> whoa, I enjoyed. I touched a thing. I'm sorry, John. Holy crap, Wick. <laughs> and uh, that was that was fantastic. I like you said earlier. I'm sad it's not a top five. Yeah. Um, but our top, five, break too. our top five is interesting. We've got Gone Girl back up at number four, but because I think it's that's great. I agree. Definitely agree. Everyone needs to see that movie. I really enjoyed Book of Life. Um, I saw that when it came out, but when it really comes down to it, the only new movie in the top five is Ouija. Um, no, wait, that's, no, that's been out for two weeks, Nightcrawler's right? Nightcrawler's the only one. Okay. Yeah, you've, I didn't you, switch you swapped those. some numbers, but not all. Okay. Sorry, this is bad number excelling. Nightcrawler's the only new. Yeah. That's crazy. In the top None, five. Yeah. In the top ten. Right. There's That's the only movie that just came out that, that 
even broke into what, the top ten. What else came out? The oh horns, horns, huh? The Danny Danny Rads. Well, I think it's because they're joint. all like indies. Yeah, probably limited release and stuff. Yeah, because huh. I know Saint Vincent. I think it, that was this was that's the week it went wide. So yeah. that's probably why it's up there. Yeah. Huh. It's just crazy. I mean, these numbers on the whole are pretty strange because they're all so low. Like I can't remember the last time I saw a number one that was below fifteen million. Yeah. I mean they're they're straddling eleven million. They're not even they're not even breaking that. We're still having like a weird September effect. Is this like is this do you think it's because uh I mean this isn't gonna account for the rest of America, but I heard it was cold everywhere. And it's also Halloween weekend. So I mean that's the only reason why I think Ouija would be up front is yeah. because it is a horror movie on Halloween weekend. I think everything else up here is non horror. Yeah, Friday was Halloween, so what are you gonna see? You're gonna go see a scary movie if you're gonna see yeah. a movie. If you're not at a party or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. we went to Disneyland. So Solid was, choice. It was good. It's lots of good. Lots of people in, right. in dress Halloween dress. <laughs> it was good times. Mm. But I mean it makes sense that it's up front. And Nightcrawler, I mean that's I this is kind of foreshadowing to my feelings about the for the review, but I mean it was definitely a sufficiently creepy movie for a Halloween weekend. What do mm-hmm. you guys think? Yeah. yeah, it's. I felt, yeah, <laughs> walking out of that, I felt the same way I did after Gone Girl. Like I enjoyed the movie, but mm-hmm. I was pissed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it makes you feel something. Some sometimes we're not comfortable with that, and the numbers were down by like almost twenty million. I mean, I know these numbers that I have are not completely accurate because they were projections when mm-hmm. I wrote them, mm-hmm. but I think they're around the same. So it's just. It's just crazy. These numbers are going down, down. But based on the movies coming out next week, I think those numbers are going to pop way up because we've got a Disney movie coming out and oh, an Interstellar, yeah. Interstellar from uh, our own Chrissy Nolans. <laughs> so, Chrissy, <laughs> what do you what do you think? You think we're going to have bigger numbers next next week? Yeah, huge, huge. I hope huge. so. Because I'm seeing it in IMAX. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Seventy millimeter. I think Holy they're both crap. IMAX releases too, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. So that we're gonna have competing films. Yeah, it's a kids' movie with Marvel attached to it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be huge. <laughs> All right, oh, good times. Let's get in our new releases, though. Yes, take it away. Uh, new on DVD and Blu-ray. Ooh, Maleficent. Oh, that that Which, that golden, wonderful we, movie that we, we all loved so I much. Liked it. You did? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew someone didn't like it. I enjoyed it. What do you think? Did you see it? I didn't like it. No, you didn't like it. <laughs> no. So. Uh, that was, I believe, when we reviewed that we had David here. Oh, and yeah. He had a lot of problems, but he also, oh, I think yeah. he ended up liking it. Anyway. Yeah, because. It was just like me. It was like. Because I was, was I was defending the movie the entire time and like breaking down the construction and the way the characters were working and stuff. Like, I remember yeah. me and him kind of got into it for yeah. a while. Well, I think, yeah, it's just a, as a Disney, like a Disney diehard, you get kind of like. Uh, Defensive of the characters. Yeah. Especially the if you way have you a feel about notion of how you think it should have been going in right? and blah, blah, blah. But I think I think I'd pick this up. This is I. Lit, I actually was thinking about this movie the other day, and I was like, I want to watch that again. Yeah, I want to watch it again too. <laughs> Ty does not. No. no Speaking not of movies, I want to watch. We, again. we should talk about it. <laughs> I, might, I might change your opinion. Uh, it's doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really want to watch a Most Wanted Man again, and it's that's, now out on DVD and Blu-ray. That's the last film from Philip Seymour Hoffman. Isn't uh, it? Hunger well, Games. I think oh, this is the last one he was working still got, on. Was that a Hunger Games appearance? Okay. Yeah. But I thought, I see. I, I do it in reference to like the last thing he filmed because I know they filmed all the Hunger Games stuff in a row, right? I think like it they might did it all together. Not have been. Oh, okay. 
I'm not 100% on that. And I think right. he died in the middle of Hunger Games because they had to wow. finish his performance with, like, CGI. And, so, like, people standing and, and like, just shooting him from behind. Characters. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how they do it sometimes. I mean, that's how they're doing it in Fast 7, which that trailer just came out. I don't know if you guys saw it. No. It looks awesome. Oh, it looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I still have to go back and watch, like, 2, 3, and 4 on that uh, series. No, just skip. No, skip two and three. Well, skip three. I, I'm a completionist. This, uh, this is what I do. He has to. You can watch it, just don't buy the third one. I'm, well, I don't buy buying. any of them. Yeah, yeah well, just watch them. Uh, uh, have, but have a friend, bring them over. A Most Wanted Man. <laughs> Some pizza, a couple <laughs> drinks. It's a great film. I haven't seen it. That I recommend. So I need to see it? Yeah. Okay, good. It's it's a, it's a spy thriller without any sh- shooting or car chases. Yeah. So it's almost uh, that... Um, Brad Pitt movie with uh, what's his name? Crap, Ocean's Eleven. No, nope. <laughs> now they're shooting. Die Hard Two. No, nope. he was with uh, he was with the, the dude Mexican. who is in Winter Soldier. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan and no, Brad no, no, Pitt. Were no, 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 no. Brad Pitt and the the guy who played like the head of Shield, the director, not Nick Fury, the other guy, Robert Redford. Yes. Oh, Spy Game. No. Spy Game. It is not at all like Spy Game. The Spy Game's more like action. Yeah. This is more like intrigue and diplomacy. Spy Game, at least, it's like a. It has kind of a thriller element to it. This one, I thought it was very dry. This one was a review that was split. I remember. Yeah, you did not oh, like. Yeah. Okay. Ty was Matt was kind of on the fence. You were all about it. Oh uh, man! Like it's it's a very smart movie. It's uh-huh. just I feel like I was too dumb to enjoy the movie. <laughs> it was just very like oh this I, I is how this would I happen. Get, if you if you wanted something a little more exciting, like this is not. Yeah, you're not going to thrill you. Go, go see Spy Game. This movie was very much like, this is probably how this stuff really goes down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I yeah. want to see that. I mean, even if it is dry, I'd rather like, because that, I know Zero Dark Thirty is not actually how it went down, but that felt more realistic to me yeah. of how things actually happen. Except how they can crash a helicopter and nobody hears that, but right? whatever. Yeah. Like, it's a helicopter. <laughs> under lawn. Yeah. Let's just stay asleep. Why not? <laughs> well, I'm near an Air Force and I don't hear every plane that goes over. Air Force just like, you don't hear them crash though. I mean... That's true. Yeah. If it yeah. crashes into your front yard, I mean, you're going to be like, what's up? Yeah, right. <laughs> true. <laughs> I'd go to my bunker. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next film on DVD and Blu-ray I have here, uh, I have not seen, but I've only heard good things about, uh, and it sounds kind of crazy. It's a film called The One I Love. Uh, Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss are in this film. I like her. Uh, they play a couple that goes to some kind of couples therapy, and then it becomes like a crazy, surreal uh, almost, I think people describe it as sci-fi kind of film. Really? Which hmm. that I I don't want to say any more than that because uh, I've heard what the 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 twist comes like twenty minutes in, but like I feel There's like if you twist. go in not knowing it, it's kind of insane. Okay, mm-hmm. but if I, I just say sci-fi, that. I think that's enough. Uh, so yeah, I've I've only heard good things. Ted Danson shows up in this. What? <laughs> yeah, he's third build. So wow, it's mostly about the couple. Okay, well I love her from Mad Men, so. Bring it on. Like Ted Danson. Who uh, doesn't? And then right? f- the final DVD Blu-ray release, we have Step Up All In. Oh, that's the one. Okay, is this the last one, please? This is the most recent one. Can it be the last one, though? No. I'm a full supporter of the Step Up series <laughs> Freaking now. I love really? this after, series so after much. After Step Up Revolution, Wait, I, really? I'm in. He's... I've seen only that film, and that's all I needed to get <laughs> and behind the series. But he love he just he Step wants Up it Revolution to exist. was super great. He doesn't want there to be a world without Step Up movies. That's we just need more Step Ups. <laughs> <laughs> we could have like two Step Up series going at the same time. There kind of Step are. Up could be like the Marvel universe. There's Step Up, and then there's Street Dance, which I ran across. Like this is a thing. Step Up needs to cross over <laughs> with. Um, 
what was the other dancing? There was another dancing. You got served. You got served and step up need to cross over immediately. <laughs> oh, but they'll probably do that if they listen to this. And even, uh, what was there? Oh, was Save something. the Last Dance a series? Did that no, get a sequel? No, it was just the one. No. There's another dancing movie that got a sequel. Mm. I can't remember what it is. You know what I'm saying? But there's plenty of dancing movies, and I think Step Up is uh, it's bold. <laughs> it's exciting. It's a good, it's a good time. Uh, but I still awesome. need to see this one. In this one, they're competing like in Vegas, and that just—that's just all fun. Oh, hence the all-in. Yeah, see they're what they all did in. Get it? Because it's gambling. <laughs> uh, all right, on DVD only. My goodness. A little film called Archipelago, or Archipelago, with our, depending on how fun you feel. With our like. good friend Tommy Hilds. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, is in this film it, that came out this year. Uh, it's like a it's like a f- indie family drama. Where they they meet on an island to discuss something and and they all have secrets and be sad. <laughs> so if you Good like times. watching Tom Hiddleston cry, cry on an island, <laughs> this this movie's for you. Basically, that's all I ever want in life. I think that's that's what the third Thor is going to all be about. They're just going <laughs> to slow zoom in. I'm on excited. Loki that's why it's alone. called Ragnarok because his tears create the end of the world. Yeah, and then he's on a rock. Yep, and he wears rags. Yep, nice. Uh, you know. No, go, just that please, wasn't good. No, just nobody. Please. Everyone, give a moment of silence for that dead joke. <laughs> no, no, I enjoyed dead it when it exited <laughs> my mouth. Ugh. A new on Blu-ray. Maybe you need to meet this guy. Well, new on Blu-ray, we have a film called "The Doctor and the Devils" from the year of my birth. Yeah, nineteen eighty-five it was a good year. Uh, this is a film with Timothy Dalton and Jonathan Price. Awesome and Twiggy. If y'all remember Twiggy. The model? Yes. How about that? <laughs> uh, but I love that Timothy Dalton and Jonathan Price are in this together. I love what this movie's about. G- give it. A 19th century English animist. Or autonomist? Autonomist. Autonomist? An- anatomist. An- anatomist. I think that's He likes better. anatomy. Yep. Well, he's the one who like came up with anatomy. That's why you know he was a... That was his field, was... Figuring out uh, anatomy and how he did it was he paid grave robbers to supply cadavers, never mind how. Mm. So he mm. paid people to bring him bodies. It looks like the tagline was, murder was just the beginning. Yep. So it's like a really downer version of, what is it, Burkett and Hare? Is that what it was? Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare? I, th- that, I know the last one's Hare. I don't know what the other one is. Simon Pegg. Yeah. And somebody Mr. Else. Monkey Man. The guy who plays... <laughs> No? I, no? I have no idea Andy who that Circus? is. Andy Circus? I thought it was Andy Circus. Oh, well, yes, it is Andy Circus. How about I, that? I, I'm sorry that I called him Mr. Monkey Man. That's, just, <laughs> that's between me and him. <laughs> it's bet- yeah, yeah, you guys. That's bean and cheese. New yeah. on TVD. Uh, and here's another show that I like. The Newsroom. The complete second uh, season. Yeah, I I watched some of this first season, and then I just it just dropped because there were so many other things on. Mm-hmm. I need to get back and finish Yeah, I mean, it's this. short. It's 10, 10 episodes? Yeah. And uh, I I think it's 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 really interesting. I think it, it shows a lot of stuff that that uh, that you wouldn't think of or that you wouldn't normally see on a on a any other show. Uh, and it's Jeff Daniels. Yep. How can you go wrong? And just that first episode was so in your face and so shocking. Like that that beginning scene of that first episode is still on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like it, on Twitter, people will just randomly post that and be like, hey, "This is so true," you know. Uh, and the cool thing about the second season is that it it has like a kind of a different format hmm. involving um, there's there's like a uh, uh, 
it's not a court case per se, but there is an investigation going on in the newsroom. And so we see that investigation and then they flash back to show what led up to the investigation. Oh, wow. Uh, and so you find out what you slowly piece together what's being investigated and who's at fault mm. and what the different like who's actually lying and who's, you know, telling the truth and and what happened. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and this third season that's coming up is going to be the final one. Wow. Yeah, I need to catch up then. So it's a yeah. bummer. But you I, think know you got, I think it, is it this week that it starts. Oh, I don't know. I'm excited now. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can just sit down and just plow through it. They should wait until normal TV's not showing stuff. You know, HBO <laughs> can just show their stuff whenever. Uh, yeah, but you can also watch it whenever because it's always online. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on TVD, we have a show called Sergeant Bilko, The Phil Silver Show, The Complete Series. Okay. Uh, you know, I like Phil Silver's, so there. I'm giving him, <laughs> giving him some due here. Good for does, him. Does this look familiar to anyone? Nope. Sound familiar? No. No? Sergeant Bilko nope. sounds familiar, but I have no idea who Phil Silver is. Is he Sergeant Bilko? I would assume so. How about that? Mm. He was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. He's okay. one of the 20 people in that film. I don't think I saw that one either. It's, it's an older film. I <laughs> and our last TVD entry, uh, another one that I'm excited about, Sherlock Hound, complete and unabridged. For those of you who don't know what this is, it's a, it's a Sherlock Holmes cartoon where he's a dog, and it was made by Studio Ghibli. Wow. Uh, and I'd been watching it on YouTube on and off for the past couple of years. Someone had uploaded every episode, but now I can get some good good versions. Yeah, it's only 1,200 minutes worth. That's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, and it, it's, it's very beautiful because it's Studio Ghibli. Like, they know what's up. They make it look nice. Yeah, it does look really nice. And that's it for our new releases. So, you know, go check those out at your local video rental VHS dispensary. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, go put in your, uh, you know, your JFK dollar uh-huh. coin into the machine, uh-huh. and then the VHS comes out, and you take it home to your robot butler, uh-huh. and then you hand it over. Uh-huh. He takes it up to the uh, projectionist. And the projectionist unspools the VHS and he spools it onto a projection reel. machine, mm-hmm. the reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you sit down in your big uh, red chair. Is this the Jetsons? Then, wait, yeah. is this just me? This, this is just what I do. Yeah, no, last week I needed a job, so I just knocked on the red box box and asked the dude inside to give me a job. Yeah. Because that's how it works, right? That's, there's a little dude in there. That's pretty sure. He, Not even he a just little gives dude. Him one. They, can't, huh. they can't discriminate anymore. No, no, yeah. They've had to make bigger boxes yeah, to fit those boxes people are huge. who want to fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're now even like uh, you know they put them in front of a Seven Eleven. Well, mm-hmm. now it's like a fake Seven Eleven. Actually, yep. it's a video rental store inside the Seven yep. Eleven. You can't really go inside it. You gotta yeah. All the food's man. fake. Yeah, all the food's fake. Yeah, but people still eat it. It's weird. Yeah, the crazy right? thing is they use the same exact hot dogs that they use in the real Seven Elevens because yeah. that that's not real. It's either. cheaper. It's cheaper yeah. than fake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to our review of Nightcrawler. Uh. Yes, uh, let's. I'm looking for a job. In fact, I've made up my mind to find a career that I can learn and grow into. Who am I? I'm a hard worker. I set high goals, and I've been told that I'm persistent. And I'm thinking, 
television news might just be something I love, as well as something I happen to be good at. Now, I know that today's work culture no longer caters to the job loyalty that could be promised to earlier generations. What I believe is that good things come to those who work their asses off. And that good people who reached the top of the mountain didn't just fall there. My motto is, if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. You have to make the money to buy a ticket. You have to make the money to buy a ticket. You have to make the money to buy a ticket. You have to make the money to buy a ticket! Wasn't that exciting? Oh, that's crazy. Uh... So, this is a film uh, directed by Dan Gilroy, written by Dan Gilroy. I forgot to click and see if I know who that is. I think starring, he did, uh, was it The Born Legacy? Okay. Yeah. It's starring Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal. Uh, Will potato, I ever potato. remember? Yeah. He was on Conan, and uh, he said because he's Swedish, it's like, it's, I will, Conan do it. it was, it's Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to try. Did I? Did I do good there? No. Jalana. Nope. <laughs> it's uh, this guy wrote Real Steel. Yeah, I got it. This is Dan Gilroy. Yep. Wow. And he made one of your favorite movies, The Fall. The Fall. Uh, did he really? Yep. What? He was a writer on it. What? He did Tarsum. the he did the screenplay. Tarsum, I thought you wrote your own stuff. Tarsum Singh. Yeah. Uh, well, he just used to go by Tarsum. Really? Like yeah. Prince? Yeah. He That's was funny. the Tarsum. He was the artist formerly known as Tarsum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we've gone way off. Yeah. Uh, Rene Russo, Bill Paxton. Uh, what's that? The new guy's name? Oh. Who I liked. The little guy. Gyllenhaal? His, his uh, little friend who died. His oh. Oops, I mean. Wow, what? spoilers. Yeah. We're just talking about the movie that got made and you're already spoiling it. Yeah, uh, you know. Whoops. Let's just start over. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Jordan. This is Nerds Eye episode 205. Why does it not say, like, right on the top, cast build, top top first? It's like, he's not even listed. Anyway, it's a... I mean, I actually, before I went into... The, when I went into this film, I for some reason I thought it was based on a true story. But now I'm hoping it really wasn't. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. Uh, but I think it's it's but it probably is interesting. This every successful person out there right now is probably this guy. So I mean, kind of is a true story. Yeah, I imagine some studio executive is like, how they get my journal? <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, he's he's kind of like uh, I mean, I wrote down Jake Gyllenhaal is basically an L.A. weirdo. He's mm-hmm. he's like uh, it's nicer than I would have put it. But. He's a well, piece of shit. I mean, there are, there are people on the other side of this. Like, he sits on a fine line where he's... I mean, the movie starts off with a really interesting scene where he's got a car full of stuff that he's stolen. Um, he takes out a security guard and does God knows what with him. Yeah. We have no idea what happened to that security guard. That was the thing, because up until that, it's kind of like, okay, he's just really desperate. He'll do whatever it takes to kind yeah. of get by. And then that happens. Yeah, it's like, he really I do whatever it takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He becomes completely... Uh, unlikable at that point 
And then and then he tries to get a job, and he seems like really sincere, and you can see that he's completely two faced, and mm-hmm. he can kind of become a chameleon and just be whatever he needs to be at the point. Like he shows yeah. his like true breadth of his intelligence. Like he's a, an extremely intelligent individual, and he does whatever he needs to in any situation to get it's what kind he of like wants. a shark. Yeah. yeah. So um, from that point on, it just it just keeps topping itself. Like he's kind of at a point where he's stealing stuff to get by and selling it. So I don't know. Like there, there are people on the other side of that. Like I took a first aid class a couple of years back who like become trained as first responders. And then they sit out with police bands like this guy did in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they go and help people before ambulances can get there in time. Like they'll, they'll go to a car crash and get there at the same time as the cops and help the cops help people that's kind of cool they're called like uh i think like one of the nicknames my professor said was like ambulance chasers like they're people who but those are shady lawyers yeah i thought those was lawyers oh well maybe maybe he was talking about something else and i got it all mixed together but uh like what they want they do it to help people whereas this guy is completely self-absorbed like he's willing to do anything to get himself ahead you just told me that superheroes exist in real life yeah that's why uh, i was like that's pretty cool we have to talk about a movie right now like that's insane (laughs) no there are people that really do that you just dropped like oh yeah i just met superman but yeah let's talk about this movie so uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean this is this guy's just on the other side of that line where he's willing to do this much stuff that it's for himself that's uh I think I want to build to that to that discussion. Okay, but let's 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 just open with like what he so he is he's stealing and then he he discovers this kind of life where where you can you can film tragedy you mm-hmm. can you can take a camera and point it at bloody crashes which is you something know, that doesn't affect buildings. Him. Yeah, if something you have he knows if you have no emotional resonance, with, which which says to me that he's killed someone before. Like at that moment think about that. where he's looking at dead bodies and he's completely unaffected. In <clears> fact, the only time he shows any true joy is at the exhilarance he gets after he realized that he made like an amazing find. Yeah. Yeah. When he's looking at footage of some gnarly murder and he realizes that he's, he's come onto something great, that's the only time he's truly like exhilarated and happy. And that's when the guy in the car, his partner, sees it and gets creeped out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like. That tells me that he has no problem with death, which yeah. tells me that he's killed someone before. I believe it, especially yeah. later on with the whole negotiation scene. Yep. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I believe he'd do that. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a douche. And he's smart enough to get away with it. Yeah. 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 yeah he, I mean, he comes really close to screwing <clears throat> up several times. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole time, sorry, but I worked in L.A. He would have been pulled over at least seven times during this movie, <laughs> like straight up. Yeah, I used to work in LA. There's no way you can drive that fast all the time. Speeding and also in that kind of car that yep. he had. And also, what was with the? I mean, of all like the colors target. you could have chosen. It's but see, he's yeah. he's a sociopath. He yeah. he's self-absorbed. It doesn't matter. Well, to just him. the whole idea that he's. I mean, when he first starts tailing that one car mm-hmm. and how close he was, and then the color of the car, like you yeah. just know, there's no he's car. Like, he's in like between he's them. gonna see, he's gonna see us. But like, it's okay. because it's because he's so obsessed with his. His brilliance. He thinks he's so smart that he can't get caught. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is. So it doesn't show it in this movie, but it's definitely the type of person who's going to make a mistake because they believe they can't commit any. But that's a whole other oh, story. Yeah. of That's that's like in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think... Uh, I think his performance, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, is really good. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's what really carries this film. Because I found myself asking... 20, 30 minutes in, I was like, we, 
where's this going? Like what? Like plot wise, like there didn't there wasn't a proper build until he he kind of said to Rene Russo like I want to get better at this and I want to take over whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I could kind of see that the build was that he was going to get deeper and deeper into this messy world until either it was going to kill him or he was going to like be the king rise of, above of, of the blood and gore mm-hmm. and uh and it was all because of him that it made that work where you kind of believe like he's he's really into this he was properly intense yeah. like his intensity was almost uncomfortable at times like i could feel it in the theater people were just uncomfortable during certain yeah. scenes just how intense he got mm-hmm. it was, it it was, was really much the whole experience for me in that show was just like i was saying earlier like i was pissed by the by the end of it yeah it's really it's a really good movie i don't want this to sound like i don't like it because it's really good but, but there are there are amazing God. movies that you see once and you're like i'm good yeah like yeah. that because that was that's that's an experience but you don't want to have that experience again. yeah because i and wasn't I, comfortable because like, you can't root for him and you're just like how no. much further into this is he gonna exactly get? it's then... pretty much a movie about like because because the way people are made they have they have like a moral compass and then a drive to become something right Mm -hmm. so what happens when the purpose when the person doesn't have a moral compass but they still have that drive and that's Mm -hmm. who this character was he was someone who's driven to become the best of whatever he wanted to be he figured out what that was and then was doing any was willing to do anything to get there and and that's that's a movie that is interesting but like i said before an experience that I think the, the average moviegoer is going to see this and, you know, it's going to affect them one way or another because it is a movie that is made to be affecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't think this this is the type of movie that it's, it's going to be someone something that people rewatch. But uh, you talk about affecting and then I, I kind of I'm worried about whatever message it's sending because I I if if but, people watch this and take away the message that it is sending i think they're getting a a wrong message like but, it's it's a it's a narrative it's not a it's not a warning but you I could say. say that you could say that a bunch of like no country for old men what's the message of that movie it means it's there's evil in the world and sometimes it exists and sometimes it doesn't get there is no you know there is no justice mm. and that's a that's something that's a real uh, thing that happens in the world that's probably the thing i liked most about the movie was yeah. that if this were to happen in real life that's how this would happen yeah yeah. Except for well, well, no, probably not. Because then the whole thing with the cop, she wouldn't just let that go. And then the whole thing with um, yeah, but see, that's I, I I agree with you that that is something she wouldn't let that go. But that's the movie stops at a point before that would happen. Yeah, like but then also if, she couldn't if, really prove it either. If though. this was a TV show, though, it would be her pet project where she would follow him. Yeah, yeah, and right. and figure she's out all his moves. Cop dungeon. Yeah, exactly. Where she's <laughs> like figuring out his moves, and then at the end of the season, she finally confronts him, and then he kills her or something like yeah. that. Like that <laughs> yeah. that would be the TV show. But because this is a movie, we only get the beginning of his yeah. rise but, uh but but message wise i'm also talking about um uh, what it's saying about journalism what it's saying about television journalism where it's where it's you know blood cells this cells and even to the point where he, he the first time when he reaches a crime scene and he he beats the police and he moves a body yeah mm. he moves yep, a body to get a better shot to get a better shot you had to frame it better he he alters a crime scene yep. he he and I think that person that he moved was still alive. Yep. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, this is a dead body I'm moving. No, this is, this person. That's how I know he killed somebody. I could be, no I could problem. be harming this person, but he's. he's the dude in the house, too. Yeah. It's really messed up. Like, I, and I'm, I'm afraid that it, for a wider audience, they might look at this and go, oh, yeah, this is what television news is doing. I feel like 
this kind of is what television yeah, news not is so much like, to that extent but like I mean. his his whole diatribe of him saying like they fit like five important things about what's happening in the world yeah. into 22 seconds what kind of stories and then play? and then the average crime or and or grizzly grizzly thing that happens gets an average of five minutes like that is true man have you watched news lately that's exactly yeah, why i this, don't watch the news this, this is, is all bad news this is all this is, almost true and and as I'm far like as that man in the newsroom who who keeps telling renee russo hey this is fucked no, up. no no Stop no this shit. no no i agree with you no that's <laughs> the problem that man that's the problem first of all calm down buddy <laughs> i we all agree with you we don't want it to be like that yeah. but the problem is, is that's what it is because it sells but I, and, I and, think- and paparazzi has been doing messed up stuff like how many court cases are there pending right now for the way paparazzi treat celebrities and like yeah, people who chase cops dead bodies. but this is a story about a man who would that's the point I think paparazzi is tipped off most of the time too aren't yeah. they no. Yeah, but, no. but I'm just saying like this is this is I feel like this is a reflection of the modern news like when you look if you turn kind on of. news any given day like 90% of it just horrible things happening in the world anything good hardly gets any coverage you get like one piece a day about some puppy who got saved I, at some pound I agree. and then the rest of it is horrible stuff and it's meant to incite a certain reaction into garner ratings hmm. and this is a comment on that not Hey, this is condoning it. That I would never. Th- the The fact that you walked away from it, Ty, feeling disturbed and angry, mm-hmm. tells me that the message of this movie is not so people think this is okay. Because yeah. you're not supposed to walk out of this thinking this is great. Because he got away with it. Yeah, like yeah, I well, was hoping. Like I was thinking he was either going to get away with it. Well, I thought he was going to get away with it, but yeah. I was hoping that he would get his at the end, and yeah. he just doesn't. He gets everything that he wants. I was like, fuck. But that's life. That's because of his intelligence. Yeah. In the end. But that's kind of... I hated it, but that's what I liked about it because, I mean, yeah. yeah it's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, like, you're not supposed to watch this movie and think, oh, this is a good thing. This is how it's supposed to be. Mm. And I definitely got that as its message. You didn't? No, I just... I feel you're worried like that it, people won't. I'm worried that people won't. I'm worried that okay. people are going to walk away from this going like, yeah, this is, this is what the news does. Like, we can't trust the news media, like mm. the mainstream I f- media. I feel like... Even though this is an extreme version we of it. We gotta trust our Fox News. They give us the truth. I feel <laughs> like people. people yeah. No, see, I feel like people already feel the way that you're describing right now, and they feel and about this movie it will of reinforce Fox it News. Times 100. No, they feel that way about Fox Whoa. News. You're saying, let's go to the bastion of Fox News. No, people find their news on the internet. People find it on Twitter, where people are talking about things well, the moment they happen. Yeah. And they well, get like. They get like live streams the of the Ferguson stuff. Like, I spent nights. Watching everything that happened in Ferguson live. Mm-hmm. Not the news. I never watched the news because I knew it was coming through some bullcrap filter yeah. that someone was controlling the message or a spin or this is how we're going to do it to get ratings. Mm-hmm. I watched the live thing happening reported by people on the ground actually experiencing it. And that's what people – that's the kind of news we need, not the crap that we get on uh, Fox News. I was I was actually like grimacing in the scene where um, Rene Russo was coaching the anchors through oh. how to react to the yeah. footage. yeah. As she was saying, I feel like, like that's how it really repeat happens. It, hit it again. Yeah. You know, like, say it again. It's like, oh, this is a, a real danger. Uh, oh, this is scary. I mean, there's also... A, there's not a baby in that crib. Yeah, it's like, it was like reverse newsroom. But there's, oh. also, there's also the commentary of the fact that while this, this company is doing that, and she is a director, mm-hmm. she, she goes to new places every two years. Yeah. So obviously, whatever she's doing is not good because if she did, she'd be staying at a company. They'd want to keep her, right? So there's something in her tactics that makes her so that people don't want to work with her. That's and then also, a lot of people on that level operate anyway, though. Like yeah, the whole moving true, around place to true. place. True, but but when it comes down to it, like that's the least popular news channel. Yeah. So if 
if it was something that was good, wouldn't they be more popular? But so I there is that commentary. They were going well. for that to make themselves more popular. Well, yeah, also because that was their it would look better for her as mm-hmm. on her exit. Yeah, like she definitely had a, a selfish reason to act that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, speaking about Rene Russo's character, I think it's interesting. It's just as interesting what this film shows as what it doesn't show. Because uh-huh. mm. uh, there's one line that hints at well, the, there's a there's a discussion and a negotiation, and then we don't see anything, and then later on there's a line. That's really like you know skin crawly. <laughs> yeah, I like that actually. Uh, yeah. I like that they didn't show it to us actually. Yeah, yes, they don't I like show you yeah. what the the second half of Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo's negotiation, where it's it's not just he he gets money to give the stuff and use it use the footage, uh, but also there's bedroom activities. Yeah. Yeah. He wants he wants to be with her, and yeah. he knows that the only way that's going to happen is if he makes it a part of the business transaction that they have together. Yeah. Which that's 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 like ugh. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah if you already didn't, shit. Yeah, if you already didn't like this character, you're yeah. not going to at that point. <clears throat> yeah, but I thought that was good that they didn't. They just left all that out and they kind of just it was like lip service, you mm-hmm. know. Because any other movie would have been like, all right, now pull, you know, you know what they do. Yeah. Over sexual, yeah, yeah, yeah the I almost like cinematic. So. The yeah. deft hand. I mean, I like it in you so, but uh, the, the way they directed and the way they edited this movie, it was right to cut that stuff out. Like yeah. we can know that it happens and it can be referenced in a really creepy way, mm-hmm. but it's good that they didn't show it. It just yeah. kind of been. It was another thing in the background because it was more about. It was something that he already got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was more about him what he did at that point to further himself in his career. I was able to leverage people. Yeah. Wow. Way he Smart manipulated bastard. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> terrifying. So, so yeah, I think the message about this movie is like there's there's definitely a darker side to the world and not everything is the way that you think it is when you see it on the news. I've got a I've that got there's a, some viewpoint. Yeah, like, I've got a great tagline. The, the guy <laughs> the guy in there was like, No, this is the new the new story. They were they were drug kingpins, they were this was a drug robbery, it was not about home invasion, it was not about yeah. families being like people don't you don't need to scare these people and she's like no that's not how we're gonna do it yeah like, that goes against the narrative yeah yeah uh, so I, he is the voice of reason I know you want you're like you're on the I, side of the voice of reason I'm, I'm with I think him, we're he, in that position to too him. but that's not the story that was being told nobody listens to him <laughs> of course not <laughs> he was the only sane person in the whole movie yeah yeah well him and the uh, the sidekick guy yeah I know no. I, don't, I don't like talking about him though yeah. Oh, yeah. a little sidekick guy. Because yeah. he was the only reason he existed was to be manipulated. Like that's yeah. why he was hired on in the first place. Yeah, the whole negotiation thing too. When he was, yeah, it was like a hundred dollars. It's like oh, yeah. it just shows. Yeah, uh, twelve bucks. Do it for twelve bucks. Uh, well, and I think even that plays into the the ending, where where you see he's expanded, and like the last line of this film is is is. Scary. Haunting, yeah, haunting. It, it. What was it again? He says, he says, I, I will to, never ask you to do anything mm, that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do myself. And you've seen this whole movie. What and he's all the willing that to he do, would do. Yeah, he's going to ask these people to do horrible <laughs> shit. Like they're going to get on it, Gilroy. Sequel. If they don't, they're going to get shot by a killer. Yeah, it's it's no good. Not uh, kind of lie that scared the shit out of me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh God, there's noises behind me. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a ghost in the studio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I also wrote this this note here, Jordan. I think you'll. Oh, uh, I know what you're this will be about. familiar. This film is about ethics and journalism. It is. Uh, this is actually something. That's this about is ethics actually and, about ethics and journalism. Isn't, guys. This isn't some excuse that's being thrown randomly on the internet to 
to the chagrin of any sane person actually witnessing the events of what's unfolding, but an actual thing that this movie's about. Yes. Yeah. Referring to bullcrap on the internet. Yeah. That just, that delighted me that I, I was yeah. like, oh, this one's actually I about feel like, yeah, like if anyone, thing. if anyone's actually experiencing that BS on the internet, they can just point to this movie and be like, no, that's, this, that's actually about ethics. This is journalism going on right here. Yep. Yeah. And, and actually a morality discussion as well. Yeah. But even like, uh, I, I like that moment where, uh, uh Rene Russo brings in the higher up to say, can we legally, mm. or she, she says, can we show this footage? And, and the lady goes like, somebody says in the room, is like legally, no, no, they say ethically first. Oh, and they're like, ethically? No. And she's like, no, 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 legally. And they're like, oh, I guess. Like, it's the it's this crazy line where you see, like, yeah, she's legally, already She's already willing to cross the ethical line. Yeah, legally, like, the news, they can do all kinds of stuff. But, like, ethically, like, oh, this is horrible. Like, they should not be doing this yeah. by a code of ethics mm-hmm. or by a moral, morality s- stance. Yeah, that's interesting because when I took a philosophy class, like, people are defined by their moral code and their ethical code. Like, those are actually two different things. And how those are represented in society is very different because the law, the way it's structured, you can't, you can't make laws about morality. It's impossible. So you have to make laws about ethics because those can help shape a society and stop horrible things from happening. And what happens when someone with the drive to do so can, can rise through the ranks when they don't have a code of ethics and are willing to cross that line? Because that's, that's why... Gyllenhaal's character is drawn to Russo in the first place because he sees that she is willing to cross that line. And while while she may not be able to cross it in the way that he does, he still finds a kindred spirit there. Mm. And that's what drives him to her. He's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but I think people you should see this. Here first, folks. <laughs> I, think, I think people should see this movie still, though. Like, mm. it may piss you off. You may walk out of it. The same, the same way that people walked out of probably... Uh, no Country Fold Men not feeling too happy yeah. and feeling... I felt great walking out of that movie. You kidding? I mean... Well, I think that one ends more with like a question mark than like a... Yeah. This one's kind of like a like a knife. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cutting your throat as you walk out the door. Yeah, this one... Yeah. Very much like my Gone Girl experience. It was... Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, but just like Gone Girl, I think people should see this movie. Oh, for sure. I saw Gone yeah. Girl twice. Awesome. Uh, all right. So that's... Our review. Nightcrawler. So that's a thumbs up? Yeah. Uh, pinkies up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For <laughs> me, it's mostly for the performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where... That's it's where definitely worth watching, yeah. Uh, all right. So before we guess the ending, well, let's just do a rundown of what's coming out new in theaters this weekend. We have Interstellar, Big Hero 6, The Theory of Everything, The Better Angels, and Open Windows. Uh, but before we take our guesses at these endings, uh, let's thank uh, Silent Partner from the YouTube Audio Library Yay. for their song Sophomore Makeout, which is our theme song. Yay. Let's also thank Justin Kizon for doing our logo. You can find him on Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Yay. You know who else you can find there? Mm. Me. <gasps> I write every week about that TV show Gotham in an article series that I call... Got him. Got Ham. Uh, you can also see uh, Matt Benson does some writing there for his uh, wrestling oh, he, business. Oh, he does? Yeah. Cool. He writes about wrestling. All right, I'm never going to read that, but good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I read one because it involved a ghost, and that intrigued me. Ooh. A ghost got involved in a wrestling match. What? Yeah, Wait, really? I had to read, I had to read that. <laughs> yes. 
This is true. That is ridiculous. Please continue. (laughs) Uh, If you like podcasts, which I think you do because you're listening to this one, and if you like the TV show Community... Who doesn't? Then you should check out the podcast Shut Up, Leonard, uh, which is hosted by myself and Matt Benson every week. Uh, Well, well, it's done for now, but we'll come back soon. Uh, You can find every episode. Are you caught up? Yeah, we... Well, uh, let me explain. So... (laughs) Please do. Every episode, we talk about one episode of the TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, at this point in time, we've gone through uh, every season that exists except the third one. We went, we went four, uh-huh. then wait, how did it go? Four, then one, then five, and then two. So we just finished season two. Okay. Because four was on air live. Okay. And then between four and five, we oh, watched Oh, yeah, no, no, I remember, because you started during four. Yeah. So it made sense to cover what was happening then. Yep. And then you started to go back. Yep. Uh, but why did you skip to five, two, and then now you're... Now five you was live. Oh, uh, okay. Again. So you're, you're leapfrogging. You're yep. going back in time, mm-hmm. current, back in time, current. It's actually working out pretty nicely. That's cool. Because uh, we just finished season two, mm-hmm. and season six is set to start in January. Nice. Uh, so we, you know, it might be like a couple of months off, or we might release a special episode uh, at some point. I don't, know, I don't know what about. We asked people on Twitter. My goodness, just tell us what they wanted to hear. We could, we could do some uh, Rick and Morty stuff because uh, Dan Harmon co-created that sh- that little cartoon. Cool. We could do the Harmontown movie because you know it's all about Dan Harmon. Uh, so you can tweet your suggestions at Shut Up Len Pod on Twitter. Please do. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you to go to optograb.org readwave.com or rantlifestyle.com to read his writings or to buy his uh, short story but dad never listened to danny brown on amazon or smashwords uh, and he had a new one that came out i think it was called blue matters Ooh. Uh, he's a short story writer now cool he's gone full tilt we're gonna we'll have a link to buy one of those in well, our description if there's one thing about tom is that he loves to write yes so good for him i i had do some stuff at gamer assault weekly uh, I am on the video team. Uh, we just finished our, actually it was like a week ago now, our 24-hour live stream for Extra Life, which went really well. I think we I think we got it like 2,000 in donations or something like that. It was nice. pretty good. Yeah, as a whole, we were pretty happy about that. And then um, we have our four-day-a-week schedule, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Because that's where the office is located, so that's how they run it. But I am going to be playing this Saturday, and I think I'm going to be doing Sunset Overdrive. So show up at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for some awesome gaming. And as as I do with every uh, every time I'm on, I'm going to do a little bit of a mentor position. So last time I did uh, Destiny where I talked about how to maximize your time with Destiny because a lot of people play that game and they they play for weeks and they never go up in level and stuff like that. So I had a whole two-hour segment where all I did was talk about this is what you should do every day. This is what you should do every week. If you follow these steps, if you join this faction, you're going to progress in the game. You're not going to be spinning your wheels without you know any any ranking up. So for this one, I'm going to talk about um, how to have the most fun in Sunset Overdrive, which isn't hard because it's an awesome game. But I heard Midnight Marinara has some fantastic news. Yes. Uh, they just got nominated for uh, two different awards in the Audiovor- Audioverse Awards. Wow. Uh, so we're going to put a link uh, to vote in our description. 
Uh, you'll have to click on that link. And the way that voting works is they're they're only nominated for two categories, but you have to vote. You have to put in a vote for everything. So okay. when you click the link, you'll have to. There's like a login, and then uh, and then when you vote, you can't just click the Midnight Mariner and just be done. You have to just just click whatever else. Okay, just, so as long as you for vote Midnight every Mariner. other category, Nerd's Eye View, yeah, and for. For those two categories, Midnight Mariner. This awards, they're actually for um, uh, like audio dramas, like okay. scripted audio dramas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat that they got recognized. That's, uh, that's awesome. And I'd love for them to, to win something. That'd be great, yeah. You know, because they, you know, David, uh, he does some good work. Uh, yeah, he puts a lot of effort into those. Yeah, he, he you know, like, he seeks out the, the creators of these creepypastas to make sure that, he, to get the the okay to adapt them Mm -hmm. for his show which is that i think is a step above already yeah he's putting a lot of work in uh and then he gets some really great voice actors to to help him out and uh he he makes it all he makes it all flow it's cool he does a lot of good work uh you could also vote for us on podcast that's where we need to go vote that's where you can vote for us podcastland.com all right they have a monthly uh what do you call it monthly podcast voting every every month just every month you get to vote uh, and because it's early November, guess what? It's voting time, both in real life and on the internet. So get out the vote everywhere. All right. I just voted. Do I get my voter's badge? Yeah. Cool. I, sure. Uh, you can also check out all the other podcasts on the Benview Network, including Midnight Marinara, including Popsicles, including, you know, just go check it out, all of them, on BenviewNetwork.com and on Twitter at Benview Network. And our personal website, nvpodcast.com, our email, nvpodcast at gmail.com, and on Twitter, at nvpodcast. And my personal Twitter is podcasterandrew. How about you, Jordan? Oh, you I'm have, at... you have a tweeter? I'm at truevolk. Good. Ty, no. do you send a bird out your window every <laughs> once in a while to see what happens? No. No, no he kept his owl from his time at uh, Hogwarts. <laughs> Good. So now, it's time for... Guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. So I picked uh, Interstellar because I didn't want to pick the other one. And uh, we got our good friend Chrissy Knowles uh, starring uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, with Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and Bill Irwin. A lot of people in this one. A group of explorers make use of a newly discovered wormhole to surpass the limitations on human space travel and conquer the vast distances involved in an interstellar voyage. Uh, that sentence just basically repeated itself. Like you Clever. Could cut, you could cut that sentence in half. They said interstellar, and it's called interstellar. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it's called to go in between stars. Yeah. Okay, good job. And uh, so, I don't know. I've, I have a fundamental problem with this movie on the whole because, like... I don't know why you'd send one person out unless it's to find a planet for everyone else to go to because he's supposed to be going to save the human race, right? Like uh, um, Alfred says, you know, you need to leave because uh, your your daughter's generation is going to be the last generation on this planet. And they obviously have drought or something because he like, has a farm and it's, it's all like dead shit. Right, a food shortage. So <laughs> so he, he, makes, he makes a promise to his daughter that he's going to come back. It's obviously a lie because we see at the beginning of the movie like – he has a, a a problem where he's like at a he's at a uh, what are they called uh, crap the uh, like where people ride bulls rodeo. rodeo he's at a rodeo and he's having sex with two chicks like it's messed up and uh, and he like has this dilemma where he doesn't know if he's gonna come back to his daughter or not but he does 
because he's like, ah, oh, you know, she's that's where I put all my money uh, underneath the staircase. So I got to go back. And then he gets there and he's like, oh, this is my daughter. I love her. You know, I can't leave her. But then he starts thinking about floozies again. And it just it draws him away. And that's actually how Alfred convinces him to go. He's like, you need to promise your daughter you're going to come back because she can't think you're the horrible person that you are. And uh, so just tell her you're going to come back. And but we're gonna send you to space because there's floozies up there. Like definitely. Like if we're sending you to this planet, it's because we use like satellites and shit, and we found that there are definitely floozies on this planet we're sending you. And he's like, "All right, I'm going. You know, let's go save the human race here, because I'm gonna get some floozies." So he gets up there, and they go through the wormhole, and he gets to this weird planet where like it looks like it's like a sandwich planet because they can look up and see mountains and crap. But then they find out that there's no floozies, so he's pissed. And those aren't mountains, they're waves, right? So the waves start crashing down on them, it's crazy, and they eventually <coughs> get rocked down into the water. You know, first they were buoyant, and then they, they go down, they think they're going to die, and then they land on the seafloor. And they're like, holy crap, there's a seafloor, thank God. And they get there, and they find out that all of their readings are normal, there's not a huge amount of pressure. They thought the, even though... Uh, space, you know, there's different pressures in space. Like, they didn't think the ship would be able to withstand, like, the forces of going down into an ocean that they'd never been in before. And they get down there, and all the readings are right. And they, they put on their spacesuits, and they get outside, and there's no pressure, there's no buoyancy, there's nothing. So Matthew McConaughey, because he's still pissed about there being no floozies, and he knows he's not going to see his daughter again, so he's like, screw it, you know, this is how I'm going to die. So he takes off his helmet, and he can breathe. And he's like, what the hell? So eventually... Uh, they start looking down there. They start seeing weird lights going around. Like, what the hell's going on? And they follow the lights, and they eventually get to this giant, like, underwater city, it looks like. And they, they go into uh, – uh, they follow the lights, and they go to, into, like, a little passage, and the water gets drained out. And all of a sudden, there's, like, all these, uh, like, creatures that are made out of water, and they're trying to interact with them and stuff like that, but nothing's happening. And eventually, this alien walks out, and uh, – what they eventually get in talks, and the only way Matthew McConaughey will say that he will negotiate a peace between humanity and like finding a new place to live, which the majority of the planet has water, but they the aliens tell them that they have the capacity to bring land up out of the bottom so that way the humans could find a place to live because this planet's huge, there's enough room for everybody as long as you know the, the aliens stay at the bottom of the ocean, humans live on top of it, everybody's happy. Uh, the only way that'll happen is if he gets some space floozies. So eventually the aliens make some space floozies for him, and he doesn't go back because he lied to his daughter in the first place, so he's happy where he's at. And he doesn't need money anymore because he's on a new planet. And uh, they, spend, they send Anne Hathaway back, which is fine because she needs to go steal some more shit from Alfred. And, uh, you know, they bring humanity back and happily ever after. And McConaughey stays on Whore Island. Yep. <laughs> he gets his own Whore Island. His own whore planet. space whore... Floozy planet. Space floozy island. <laughs> All right, Ty. Uh, I got uh, Big Hero 6, directed by Don Hall and Chris Williams, starring Ryan Potter, Scott Adsit, Jamie Chung, and TJ Miller. Uh, this is a boot. Uh, the special bond that develops between develops between plus size inflatable robot Baymax and Prodigy Hero Hamanamadabadu. Are you okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he didn't laugh a single time during my entire tirade about Maddie Conaghy's and his freaking Floozies planet, but he gets he gets cracked up to the point where he can't contain himself this over is, Baymax. No, no, no. Because it's a I 
my mind knows that this is a kid's film, mm-hmm. and then he's saying plus size, plus size yeah. inflatable robot. That got me oh, too. Oh boy, plus Here size what got me. Okay. Uh, well, now it's extra filthy. <laughs> it's getting dirty. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about a kid and his robot, and then evil shit happens. What is? Where's the rest of this? Hero Hamada, who team up with a group of friends to form a band of high tech heroes, Nintendo style. Yeah. Um. In uh, I'm did guess. you hold on? Did you know that this is set in like San Francisco, Tokyo? San Francisco, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be like China though in the future? No. Well, because we this is like all of our money. This is a made up place, though. Yeah, it's a made yeah. up place. It's yeah. like if they took the two places and they just. It's it's kind of like I'm convinced this is real because plus size inflatable. Oh yeah, those, those really exist. I mean, I've seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Lifelike. Yeah, it's crazy. This just took a creepy turn. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say T.J. Miller did it. That's my guess. Yeah, T.J. Dunn did it. I don't trust that guy. Yeah, it's either T.J. Miller or Hero's brother. That's probably like my actual hypothesis for the ending. But to keep it funny, T.J. Dunn done it. Okay. Boom. All right. <laughs> that's <I'm>, it. <laughs> that's all I got. Holy crap! I'm I got top I, space floozies. I'm glad man. I went, I'm no, glad I went big. When Jordan runs long, everyone else has to keep it quick. I could do yeah, like uh, latex floozies that um, are plus size. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how. I'm gonna tell you about the Better Angels. Uh, it's directed by A.J. Edwards, starring Jason Clark, Diane Kruger, Britt Marling, and Wes Bentley. This is the story of Abraham Lincoln's childhood in the harsh wilderness of Indiana and the hardships that shaped him, the tragedy that marked him forever, and the two women who guided him to immortality. <clears throat> right. So you, everyone saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I read that book. The book's actually really good. Movie really? Sucked. I forgot the movie. I this is a same good. similar vein, where uh, it's called the Better Angels because these two women who guide with immortality are angels. So this uh, is this is like the long lost uh, spiritual successor to Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, but it's Angels <laughs> in your cabin. Nice. I think that was the actual book title. Angel nice. Angels in your wood cabin. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Nice. Uh, that you built yourself. So uh-huh. next to the Indian. Yeah. So what happens is uh, the so in the harsh wilderness of Indiana, what what you know the story that's not in the history books. There's a, there is a tragedy that marks Abraham Lincoln. He actually is physically scarred. Uh, uh, people, you know, his, history says that it's a facial deformity, but it's actually it was from a fight that he had uh, with. People say that it was a bear. But it wasn't. It was actually the devil. Uh, Abraham Lincoln fights the devil who is in bear form, technically. Of course. Uh, and he and when he fights off this devil, then this is when the angels see him and they go, "Oh, we got to help this guy." So they help him and they actually lead him to they they allow him to become the president. You, everyone saw, uh, oh shit, what was that movie called? The one where Matt Damon is a senator and a guy with a hat helps him. The Adjustment Bureau. Yes, I saw it's like the Adjustment that. Bureau. <laughs> Where those angels, but they don't have the hats yet, so they're just kind of flying around helping Abraham Lincoln become president, much like they do later with Matt Damon. And, and then they give him a hat? Yeah, they give. That's why Abraham Lincoln wears the hat! That's Sorry, the invention spoilers. of the hats. This is a prequel <laughs> to the Adjustment Bureau. Uh, uh, it's a sister film to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It's a whole mix of genres. <laughs> uh, I think it'll play really well in art house theaters yeah. and on the Sci Fi Channel. Oh, for sci-fi for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when Lincoln is shot, it's actually that's the devil incarnate. The devil possesses 
John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, it takes him out and takes him out. That's why John Wilkes is like, I'm innocent. Like people, people say that he said he did it, but no, John Wilkes Booth was. He always said he was innocent until he got shot the next day. Hmm. Uh, little known fact. He did really. I, t- I was like, what? I'm making all this up. Okay. This is all for fun. He's good. You're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you totally uh, had him. So yeah. in the end, uh, Lincoln is immortal. His soul rests inside of his uh, his statue, his the, the Lincoln Memorial, waiting for the day for the Ghostbusters to come and zap it, and then it will stand up and dance with the uh, Statue of Liberty. Crazy. In Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> or, well, now it's just regular Ghostbusters because it's getting rebooted. But yeah, they're definitely going to go to D.C. Of course. Bring all those statues to life. Have a dancing party. It's another step up movie, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to say. <laughs> it ends. That's it becomes the it first step ends, up movie. It yeah. ends with step up. Dead Presidents Club. This is Dead your President's super Society? super is secret screenplay, fans? isn't it? Oh man. Uh, I love that no one picked to guess the ending for Open Windows. I got a rush of porno jokes with Sasha Gray, so I opted out of it. Oh my god, I didn't know there was another movie. It, yeah. it was directed by Nacho Vigalando. Oh man, I wish I saw this. I would have done that. Who's up with Elijah Wood lately too? He, he wants a bunch to be a little creep. Yeah, he weird movie. He probably auditioned for Nightcrawler, and they were like, "Probably, dial it back, yeah, dial it back." Oh, it's freaking us out. Uh, all right, so that's the end of the show. Uh, next week, I think we're going to try and do some kind of a double review. I don't know how that's going to work, but just you know, stay tuned, keep listening. Uh, this has been episode two hundred five. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. I'm Ty. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, I didn't see the finger. Yep, nobody's got <laughs> nothing to say. Yes. I'm trying to spread out my gum, so I don't make any more. Start to spread my gum. Truth or dare? <laughs> What's that? Truth or dare? I don't, I don't, I don't like this game. Truth truth what is the most intriguing what is most intriguing about the person to your left <laughs> that's awkward yeah um, and there's two nice dares glasses <laughs> that's all I got podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.